Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. It's growingingrace.org. That's the place where you can find every single past uh, Growing in Grace episode. Again, growingingrace.org. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with Mike Gapler. The podcast, Growing in Grace, um, uh, going upon almost 18 years here. We've been doing this a long time. We've talked about a lot of things over the years and hopefully provided uh, some good encouragement for our listeners. And uh, one of the things uh, that we talk about a lot is the cross of Jesus Christ. And Mike Kapler, um, I have a question for you. You know, we've talked about the cross of Jesus all of these from of, of these years and what happened through and what happened through the cross. But I have a question for you. Did it actually happen? Did the cross of Jesus Christ actually happen? That's where our faith lies, correct? <laughs> Indeed. And, and, and I wonder how many of us really stop to think about the results of that happening. Um, what does it mean, especially like around Easter? so much focus on it, you know, in, in the corners of religious churches. Um, but what does it mean for people? That That's that's kind of what's sad and what get, gets lost in all of this sometimes, Joel, is uh, for us who are believers in Christ, we obviously believe the cross happened. But what does it mean? What was the result of that happening, of that, of that work, of that occurrence? Um, and that's something I think we can talk about here today on the Growing in Grace podcast. podcast. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, it is, and it's like I, you know, like I said, we've talked about it a lot of times. You know, sometimes we may even, and I don't mean this in necessarily in a bad way, but we may we take it for granted uh, that the cross happened and all of the benefits and all of the everything all of the consequences that came through the cross of Jesus and and I mean that in a good way in that uh, we're settled in it we're we're um happy about it. we under we understand uh, the the great things that Jesus Christ did through the cross and I, so because what happened through the cross not just the forgiveness of sins but the forgiveness of, of all sins that was a great thing we've talked about in the past how through the cross Ephesians 2 talks about through the cross the law was uh, it was abolished in in Jesus flesh and Colossians talks about how th- it was through the cross that it was the law was wiped out taken out of the way nailed to the cross you know all these things uh, so many things so many wonderful things we'll talk about some of this that happened through the cross but sometimes in the church the legalistic religious church today uh, it's as if the cross never happened you posted something on Facebook a while back that says um, this is a quote from Mike Kepler God can't repeatedly forgive what he declared he would not remember or count against you. The religious business operates as if the cross never happened. And that is so profound and it's so true, unfortunately, uh, because uh, the way that a lot of people understand Christianity, a lot of pe- the way that people understand life in Christ, seems to be void of what happened 
to them through the cross and what happened in general through the cross. People operate as if the old covenant is still in effect in some way. Uh, the law uh, and all the things that people had to do, the commands and the things that happened under the old covenant, will mix those things into life in Christ on this side of the cross as if, again, as if that cross never happened. So uh, what the cross did was so great and it accomplished Jesus accomplished so much through the cross and we want to help you know believers understand the the totally good news the really good news of of all that was accomplished through that cross yeah uh, on that post that you just read uh, just a couple of quick comments here and, and this is somebody you know who's just trying to figure it out right um, but she says but we all still sin and must confess those sins and ask forgiveness. He does not remember our confessed forgiven sins, yes. Um, and then somebody else says this, uh, and it is the past sins, uppercase, past sins. It is the past sins which we have confessed and forsaken that God has forgiven and forgotten. <laughs> if we commit any present sin, we must confess and, fors and, and forsaken it to obtain forgiveness and cleansing. So that's, that's just your, you know, we've been doing, for those who don't know, we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> but we get, we get the same comments from people, and, and we've attended that school. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Nearly graduated from it before we got out. Um, but we, we've been to that school of, of, of these things because what, what was said there on those comments they're nowhere in the Bible. Right. I, I know where people get them from, but they're totally misunderstood. And and this is important because the, the, the point here is that God declared, this, this is so important to understand the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, because comments like that get the two combined. They get them mixed up. And this is what we've been trying to fight against for, for a long time, to try and help people get free uh, and, and begin to understand the, the, as you said, Joel, that the truly good news of the gospel and what Jesus fully accomplished at the cross, so few people, unfortunately, because of the religious business, so few people are, are understanding it. Like I mentioned earlier, we, get, we even around Eastern time, we, we talk about the cross, we celebrate it, um, and the resurrection, of course, but we seem to know so little about the end result of what occurred. And so like in the book of Hebrews, when God declared on more than one occasion, he, he declared this new covenant would usher in something that would be unlike the old covenant that the Jewish people were under, where they had to, you know, a priestly ministry, an animal sacrificial system, because forgiveness, in order for it to um, be dispensed, it had to be through blood. There had to be blood. So there was this blood sacrificial system with the animals in the Old Covenant. Jesus became the Lamb of God who wouldn't just offer many sacrifices like the, the, the Jews had to do, but he would offer himself, himself, once for all. And that one sacrifice of his blood brought a complete forgiveness. Why? It wasn't a complete forgiveness under the Old Covenant because there was repeated sacrifices needed. And the sins were never taken away under that system. Right. Under the new, Jesus did something that had never been done before, as, as John the baptizer dude, I mean, he, he pointed to this, the Lamb of God who takes away 
the sins of the world. And that's what Jesus did. He took them away once, one sacrifice, with his blood for all. Uh, and, and God declared that he would remember sins no more. So when people say things like, well, he's only forgiven me up to this moment, like I used to believe, and now I have to confess it and stop doing it, or if I do it again, I have to confess it again and start trying not to do it again, uh, you know, and, and then any future sins are not forgiven unless I go through this whole process all over again. That wouldn't be good news. Why? Because nobody has ever done it. You've never confessed all your sins. You've never done it. Uh, and it's it, we're not instructed to, in spite of what people have told us, um, based on a couple of Bible verses that were plucked out of context. Um, it's a funny, you know, the guy who wrote the most letters in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, he, he never implied any such thing as, as what we're talking about here with this confession forgiveness thing. Um, so forgiveness came through blood. Uh, we receive um, that through belief in Jesus Christ. It's, it's as simple as that, but the forgiveness had to come first, and then the life by calling upon Christ um, is something that we experience personally, uh, because trying to keep up with law and commandments couldn't do it. So this is this is where we're at now as believers in Christ. The cross happened, and it changed everything. Yeah, the the cross where Jesus shed His blood. I mean, that was what did indeed change everything. The forgiveness of sins was prov- for all sins for all time was provided one time through that one act of Jesus on the cross, through that one time shedding of his blood, through his one sacrifice, his one offering, the forgiveness of all sins for all time. It doesn't say, the book of Hebrews doesn't say this, and nowhere in the scriptures does it say that through the blood of Jesus, through the cross of Jesus, your past sins will be forgiven. It just says sins, all, all sins for all time. And in fact, when the cross happened 2,000 years ago, Paul talks about it, and I think Hebrews might, um, I might be getting a little ahead of myself here, but how what it accomplished was for all of time, it, even the sins committed before the cross. For those who had faith um, in God, and who believed in him and trusted him, and, and then for everybody since that time, the cross is effective for everybody, for all of that. And when the cross happened 2,000 years ago, all of our sins, now, today, were in the future. All of our sins were in the future when the cross happened. And it, it the, the cross at that time took care of all of our sins. Paul said, in him, in Jesus, in, in Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of past sins. No, he didn't say the forgiveness of past sins. He says the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And uh, as far as Gentiles go, we were once far off. We were without hope and without God in the world. And Paul says in Ephesians two thirteen, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near. You know, we've been brought near to God uh, by the blood of Christ. So what was accomplished through the cross, the forgiveness of sins, we've been brought near to God. And uh, the, the law, even the law changed. If you look in, in Hebrews, uh, you know, Jesus wasn't even from Aaron. The, uh, the law said that the priesthood had to come from Aaron. And of course, the Levites came from Aaron. But Jesus 
was from the tribe of Judah. So according to the law, Jesus could not be the high priest. But with this shed blood of Jesus, the law changed. And uh, so Jesus was able to be made the high priest. You can read in Hebrews about that. But the, the point is that so much of Christianity today operates as if the cross never happened. Uh, as if we've still got to um, work for forgiveness of sins. We've still got to confess and we've got to repent. And, you know, ch- turning from bad behavior and doing good behavior, that's a good thing. But that doesn't change what the cross already accomplished for us. Through the cross, our sins have already been forgiven. So your your sin, and I'll say this, this is a bold statement, and some, um, a lot of legalists and religious people will disagree with this. We've received, I recently received an email, and there was a comment on your post that would, would disagree with this, but uh, whether you repent of your sins, you know, turn from your bad deeds and start doing good or not, your sins have been forgiven because it's not based upon your actions. It's not based upon you turning from bad to doing good. It's based upon the blood of Jesus. And like you said, through faith, we receive all that Jesus has accomplished for us. So it has nothing at all whatsoever to do with whether we've changed or not. The change happened through the cross, uh, through the blood of Jesus. That's where everything changed. So let's start operating as if the cross really did happen. You're absolutely right. I mean, if you... If your confession brings forgiveness, then why did Jesus die? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, they did that under the old covenant. They would confess sins onto the animal. Um, there's no need for that anymore because Hebrews 9 explains that if um, if sin isn't taken away, if sin is not completely forgiven, um, then that would mean that Jesus would have to come back and keep offering more sacrifices because that's what's required. Blood needs to be shed. So if Jesus' blood wasn't enough, you better go back to the old sacrificial system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that won't take away your sins. <laughs> It'll just offer a temporary forgiveness. We have something so much better. It, that's, and that's how it's described in the book of Hebrews, this new covenant. It's better than the old way of doing things. It's, it's so much better. And, and so that this is such a, a, a powerful thing. But I, we, we need to understand that, that Jesus died once for a reason. That's all that was needed. The blood was shed once for a reason. That's all that was needed. And so this this forgiveness that we have is 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 a good thing. Now, does that mean we we still have sins that occur and, and take place? Sure, uh, absolutely. Uh, it happens. We're living in a fallen world. You know, our bodies haven't been redeemed yet. Um, but as you begin to grow in your identity of who you are as a righteous believer in Christ, as a child who's been declared holy and perfected, um, you can begin to live from that instead of trying to constantly seek something from God that he has already given through his son. It's, it's, it's so much more uh, freedom, but that, that's the power of grace. That's what grace has done. Grace and the blood of Jesus, it has brought us the remission of sins. Right, and that's what, that's, I was just looking at that as we wrap up here in, in Hebrews 10, uh, the remission of sins, the forgiveness of sins, um, in Hebrews 10, uh, 16, God is talking about the, uh, the new covenant that he's going to bring. Uh, the writer is quoting God's words from the Old Testament. And then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, or forgiveness of these, 
there is no longer an offering for sin. Why? Because through that one offering, through the blood of Jesus, through the one-time cross of Jesus Christ, there is remission of sins. There is forgiveness, complete and full forgiveness of sins. Therefore, having boldness to enter, having boldness, it, it doesn't, you know, it's like you might say, well, I've, I've sinned recently, so I don't really have boldness to approach God. Well, it's because of the cross, it's because of the blood of Jesus that those sins have been forgiven, and God remembers them no more. So you can have boldness. You can have confidence, as the ESV says, to enter the holy place, the holy of holies, by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. That's what happened through the cross. You can have confidence and boldness to approach God. And, and God is in you. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit has come to live in you. Uh, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, th- uh, through the veil, that is through his flesh. I mean, it's all good news. Everything that happened through the cross is, is so good. So again, let's live as if the cross happened and uh, not mix the old and the new covenants and stop uh, living in fear or, or being afraid of God and uh, be, have confidence to know that his grace is sufficient for your everything that you need in life. Yeah, it's the new and living way because people don't realize the thousands and over time millions of sins that they're committing without even being aware of it. You can't keep up with confessing them all. That's the good news of the gospel. The blood of Jesus took care of all of that for us and now we can live in Him. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.